Hi, welcome to my channel. My name is Lisa Allistway, and on this channel, you will find a variety of inspirational and informational videos. My guest today is Tess Milholland, who is the founder and CEO of Her House. Her House is an app that makes travel easier, safer, and cheaper for women all over the world. I will be linking her website, the Her House Facebook group, and her new book, Sherbert Skies, A Woman's Solo Journey to Find Adventure, Love, and God, down below in the description box for your information. Welcome, Tess. Awesome. Thanks for having me, Lisa. It's really great to be here. Glad to have you. So let's, uh, before we get into talking about her house and your book, I would just like to kind of go over maybe some of the, I don't know, the pros and cons of women traveling solo and maybe even some personal examples that you've might experienced. Yeah, definitely. Well, solo travel was one of the most incredible experiences of my life. Um, I spent uh, just six months solo backpacking Australia and um, I spent time in hostels. I spent time staying with locals and it was just such a an experience that gave me so much confidence in myself that I could handle things. And, um, you know, when I first thought about doing that, um, you know, I didn't know anybody who had done it. So like no one in my family had done it. So I thought I was crazy, right. For wanting to go solo travel. And then I started getting online and figuring out that it's actually a thing like solo women travelers, um, is actually super common. And there's a huge network of women who love to do that. So um, I highly recommend any women who um, have thought about solo traveling or have that itch to just go for it because it will 100% change your life. Most definitely. I, I have a funny story. When I was younger, when I was 23, I was dating a guy and we were going to take a vacation uh, at a resort in Cozumel for a week. Well, lo and behold, X, Y, and Z happens. We break up and I'm sitting there looking at, dang, I really wanted to go on that vacation. I'm bummed out you know, and then my mom just planted the seed, go, why are you letting it stop you? Just because he can't go. And I was like, wow, okay. And that was like my first time traveling by myself to another country. And it was an epiphany for me, because like you said, it did give me confidence. And I realized when I got there, I was very safe because I was staying at a resort and I met people that were around my age. And I was able to um, enjoy my time with them and meet new people. And um, then my funny petty side wanted to send a postcard to my ex-boyfriend to tell him, you know, look at me, I'm here doing this. But I was like, you know what? Yeah. We're ex, we're exes for one reason. So unless he's watching this video, he doesn't know to this day that I, that I went on that vacation anyway. So I will admit, um, since then, I've had the fortunate um, ability to take many solo traveling trips by myself. And one of the biggest pros of doing that is it is a luxury to travel by yourself. I've realized because I get up when I want to get up. I go where I want to go. I do what I want to do. There's no compromising except with me, myself, and I. And so it's a luxury to be able to travel by yourself. So those are some of the pros that I have found, you know, traveling by myself. What have you found as far as pros? Well, yeah, just, just like what you said, it's so awesome to have that freedom, you know, now, now I'm married now. And so now, um, I don't travel quite as much solo, you know, I'll go travel with my husband, but I still love, um, 
going on road trips by myself. Like I drove, I, I live in Texas, but I drove back to Colorado. It's like a 16 hour drive, like by myself uh, a couple of months ago. And I just love being out there on my own. You know, I, um, you know, I get to listen to what I want to listen to. And just like you said, I get to, I get to just do what I want to do. Like I'm not on anyone's time schedule. Um, you just, it's just total, it just feels like total freedom. And that's one of the things I really loved about it. And when is, especially when you're out there on your own, like, especially like longer term traveling, you really get to discover who you are. Like, Um, especially when you're away from friends and family, um, you get to wear what you want to wear. You get to be who you want to be. Like no one knows you in this country. You can be whoever you want to be. And, um, that was a really um, beautiful experience that I had while I was out on my own. Fantastic. So there is another side to traveling alone that we have to also touch on maybe some of the cons, depending on how you look at it. And, you know, for me, um, two cons that really stood out when I was traveling alone. I would be in these amazing, beautiful places and I would be thinking, oh, I wish I could just share this with somebody. And I have in in those moments, you know, call, FaceTime my mom or a friend and say, hey, look at this. So I could just share that moment. Because when you're by yourself, I've seen amazing sunsets by myself and I'm like, oh, okay. (laughs) But it's still special. So that is maybe like one con that you kind of have to think of. But with modern technology, we can still somewhat share. Um, And then another con I've experienced traveling alone is just some safety issues. There have been some times where I've been uh, in the middle of nowhere at a national park and a guy will roll up or, you know, an older gentleman or whatever. And it's just us, their car and my car. And they're coming at me. They're coming to talk to me. And I get like a weird intuition feeling about it. And I'm they're trying to ask all questions. And I'm just, you know. I find myself sometimes lying in those situations, saying, having to like say, yeah, you know, my boyfriend's coming, my husband's coming, you know, or my friends are coming just to kind of get out of the situation, whether it was safe or unsafe. Safety concerns is a big issue for a lot of women that I don't think men are thinking about their safety at the forefront. And so, yeah, there's been some times where I've, you know, eaten at the restaurant and people make the assumptions that, oh, your husband's coming down, your boyfriend's coming down. And I'm just like, yeah, they can believe whatever they want, you know, and I'm just going to continue eating my, my lunch or breakfast. What about you? What are some of the cons yeah. you've experienced on your solo travel trips? Yeah. Well, safety is a huge, is a huge thing for solo women travelers. Like, and that's one of the reasons I created her house. And we'll talk more about her house here in a couple of minutes, but safety is by far, you know, I've connected with hundreds of women who love to travel and safety is by far the number one thing that they're concerned about. So yeah, like when you're ever out on your own, um, to other people, you are never by yourself. Ever. Like you were always with your husband, you were always with your boyfriend, you're always with your group of friends, you're just waiting for them. So it's like, oh yeah, I'm just waiting. Like you're never by yourself. Like don't ever let people know that you're by yourself when you're solo traveling. Um, and to always, um, you know, we're so absorbed in our technology a lot of times. So we like end up sitting on our phones when we're in it at a train station or at a bus stop. It's like, don't ever do that. Whenever you're walking around by yourself, just like make sure you're looking, looking at people and making sure you know that they're there and safety is number one. Um, Another thing that was unexpected for me that I didn't realize um, that I would experience while I was solo traveling is the anxiety 
and the loneliness. Like I'm really independent. Like I can go out and do stuff on my own all the time, but, um, there's so much, I experienced <laughs> like a lot of anxiety going out on my own and how it was actually kind of a roller coaster. Um, I talk about this in, in my book, Sherbert Skies, how much of a roller coaster it was solo traveling because you're, you're thinking about the adventure, right? And you're getting all excited about it. And then you get really nervous, like probably what you experienced right before you went to Mexico, right? Like you get really nervous, like I'm doing this on my own. Like I feel crazy. I feel nervous. Like who's going to be there? So it's like a lot of anxiety. And then you get on the plane, you travel to your location and then you're like, you're there. And you're like, oh my gosh, like, what am I going to do now? Or maybe you're staying in a hostel and you think, oh my gosh, I don't know any, I don't know anybody here. I have to make some friends. And then eventually you start to get comfortable again. You start to make some friends in the hostel or you get comfortable in your hotel or, or something like that. And then you know that it's not going to be the place that you're going to be long-term. So then the anxiety starts happening again. Like, where am I going to go? How am I going to get there? What's the transport going to look like? Um, so it was like, it was such a roller coaster for me the whole time. Like, yeah having anxiety, finding comforts, and then finding comforts and then having anxiety mm -hmm. again. Like I'd never experienced that before in my life. So that was something that was not, not what I was expecting. And yeah. so there's, there's yeah, definitely, um, in the beginning of like traveling by yourself, there's definitely a learning curve of the scheduling and planning and you know, renting cars and hotels and, you know, maps and not getting lost. And, you know, there's, and once you exercise that muscle, the next trip gets easier and then the next trip gets easier. And so those are some really valuable skills that I've like picked up from solo traveling that I wouldn't have if I was with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. You just figure it out. Like you can absolutely figure anything out, you know, and a lot of times the traveling portion is the hardest and scariest part. Like mm -hmm. what, like, what are the flights? Like, what are the timetables? Like, what am I get? how am I going to get to my location once I get there? You know, am I going to have a friend pick me up? Am I going to get on a train? Am I going to get an Uber? Like there's a lot that goes into it. And I think mm -hmm. that the logistics of traveling by yourself uh, are also something that keeps women from going for it, but just take it one baby step at a time. Like you don't yep. have to have it all figured out yep. like before you leave, like mm -hmm. stuff's going to happen, but you'll 100% be able to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, and there, the more too. you do it, the easier it is. It, it, you can totally. be in an entirely new place, new country, but, but you're familiar with the logistics and the routine and the rhythm of it. So it's not as scary. The more, more times that you travel by yourself. Totally. Yep. Yeah. So let's talk about her house and I have played around with your app. This is a new app. You just launched it. So can you tell us a little bit about its Genesis and what it is? Yeah. Yeah. So her house, for those of you who um, aren't familiar with it yet, um, it's an app that makes it easy for solo women travelers to connect with background checked hosts. So they have safe places to stay and save money while they travel. Um, the idea came to me after I was uh, solo backpacking um, on my own for an extended period of time. And I actually stayed with locals a lot while I was over there. Um, I 
you know, I'm really good at networking. I'm really good at making friends. And I had some special connections in the country that probably not everyone would have. I was part of a, I was part of a, like a network marketing company at the time. And so I had a lot of connections in that company. So, and that kind of gave me some credibility also to the hosts as well. They're like, oh yeah, she's part of this company. Like, oh yeah, come and stay with us. You know? So it was something that not all solo women travelers would have, but I realized that when I stayed with locals, I got, you know, authentic experiences. I got to see where they, you know, the best beaches that they love to take their kids, you know, where they took their kids to school, where they went to church. You know, I got to see so much that if you stayed in a hostel or a hotel or, you know, you went on like the tour guides, the regular tour guides, you know, you wouldn't see that kind of stuff. And so, and I saved a ton of money staying with locals as well, because even in a hostel, um, and not everyone likes hostels, but I was in that age group that I could stay in a hostel, right? And, you know, I, it was around 30 USD a night. And even that, you know, that's the cheapest form of accommodation that you're most likely going to find. That's like around $900 every month. So that's the cheapest form of accommodation. And it's going to eat through your, um, all the money that you've saved, like the accommodation is what's going to eat through your money more than anything else. Um, so when I got back to the United States, you know, I told people like, oh yeah, I stayed with all these locals and I had all these great experiences. And my friends would be like, how did you find these locals? Right. How do you know they're safe? Like, right. you know, like, so I started thinking about that and I was like, man, it would be so nice to have like, a space where women could find background checked hosts. Because I know that there's other like couch surfing type of communities out there. But for me, I actually never used them because in my mind they were unsafe. And I know a lot of other women feel that way, um, that those are unsafe and connecting with people on free social media platforms like um, Facebook and Instagram is also a huge gamble because anybody can create these profiles. You know, it's, it's a gamble, uh, you know, staying with people that you meet with um, online and on social media platforms. So I was like, I really wanted to create something to uh, keep women safe, but I really wanted to incorporate background checks in the, you know, I really wanted to create background checks because across the board, it's something that the community really wanted. And because the whole point of it is to help keep women safe. So um, again, this idea kind of started generating back in 2017, 2018, mm -hmm. when I first got back from, from uh, Australia. And it just, I kept talking about it to everyone. Like, I'm really excited about this but I have no idea how to create it. Like, yeah. <laughs> like the tech, the tech portion of it was very daunting to me. And I didn't have 20 grand to hire a developer. Like I'm, I was still just out of college, you know, just trying to get jobs and stuff. So I like, didn't really have any money to create this kind of stuff. And I didn't have the skill set to create this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. So it kind of sat in the back of my mind for a few years and, but I never forgot about it. It was always something that I always loved. And then I finally found, um, she's essentially a business coach that helps on tech entrepreneurs like me create their businesses who, um, that are based with apps, like app-based businesses. Okay. So I found her earlier this year 
And I started creating the app uh, with a no-code software. So there's the amazing software now that's open to entrepreneurs like me who want to create an app, but again, don't have the coding experience and don't have 20 grand to hire a developer. Um, you know, I'm so grateful for this technology that has made it available for me to create, finally create my dream app and my dream business. Oh, that's, that's amazing. Um, so let's talk about the app and its features and specifics. So if okay. I were to download the Her House app today, what would I see and what would I need to do? So when you go to the Her House app, um, you'll need to just put in your email and you'll get a pin. Uh, so you'll get a pin and you'll get into the Her House app and it'll first direct you to create a profile. Now these profiles are pretty um, extensive. There's a lot going on with the profiles, like what you like, what you don't like. If you have availability to host travelers, like do you have the space to host travelers? And if you do, what's your availability? Um, some people <clears throat> are available. Some people would like to meet up, but they're not available to like host type of thing. So there's different levels of being able to host and just meet up with women who are traveling. And so you create your profile and then um, you can check out um, the community tab. Uh, you can see all of the background checked members that are on the community tab already. Again, it's a pretty small community so far because it's just launched a, couple, a few weeks ago. Right. Um, but all of the people that you can see on the community tab are background checked. So you can know that if you see someone and you're like, oh, like this looks like a really cool person to stay with, you'd like to request a homestay with them, um, they're background checked. So who's paying for the background checks? Um, I am. I'm paying for the background checks. So how it works is um, in order to uh, show up on the community tab and in order to um, request homestays, you need to become a member. So you can either become like a founding member and I'll talk tell you about what those prices are um, here in a minute. You can become a founding member or you can just be a host if you're not interested in traveling a whole lot like me. I'm pretty stable right now. I have a house. So I'm not interested in traveling a whole lot, but I would love to host other travelers, right? There's a free host membership that you can sign up and I'll pay your I'll pay for your um, background check. And that's all set up. I have a third party that does the background checks. They're called Sterling Volunteers. They handle background checks for all people all over the world. So you don't need to go find someone to get your background check. I have that all set up for you. I have it all paid for you. You don't have to worry about it. So do you have to supply your social security number to you or what, what all do you have to give to you to do the background check? Not to me, um, to Sterling Volunteers, our third party. Okay. Um, I believe you do need to give them your back, your your social and then the last um, address. It's actually a super quick and easy background check. It's like very basic. It's not super in-depth. It's just, uh, I think it's like criminal records, like sexual okay. offender, like stuff like that. Okay, so let me stop yeah. you there. So if you do have a criminal record or sexual offense on there, you can't apply for her house. Is that correct? Right. So what'll happen if, if anything is flagged on the, on the background check, Sterling will let me know that it's not, um, that it's not an accepted background check okay. and that you won't be able to be a part of the community. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, very cool. Yeah. 
And so um, I've been on your app and I looked around and I saw, you know, you have that community map. So like if you're in Florida, you can see all the Her House members and the people that are willing to host there. Um, what are some of the benefits of hosting? Yes. So something that I'm doing for the host, I'm doing a host rewards program. So whenever you host uh, Her House members, you get host reward points. Um, and I wanted to do this for the mem for the host because um, I really wanted to make it a really fun experience for the hosts. And so I'm going to reward the hosts with a lot of different things from uh, like prizes and swag uh, all the way up to I want to send um, I want to give my hosts uh, flights like paid flights like domestic flights, international flights. And then eventually all the way up to like expenses paid holidays for those who are um, really actively um, hosting members and taking care of uh, the traveling members in the community. Okay. So uh, that's something that I'm going to do for the hosts. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so her house is not open to men, correct? I mean, her house is designed for women. <laughs> it's, uh -huh. it's a touchy subject because I know I get into the gender uh, I was about to ask you if you're a trans woman, can they, you know, join her house? Yeah. Yeah. If you identify as a woman, you are welcome to, um, be a part of the, um, her house community, um, in the profile tab, um, there's a question that asks about your gender story. So it's just like, are you a woman? Do you identify as a woman? Have you been a woman your whole life? And that's not to, um, I'm not wanting to try to like discriminate against my, you know, the trans women who want to use the community. I just want everyone to feel comfortable and feel safe in the situation because there are some women who travel for a lot of healing. Um, and, you know, there may be some members who have been sexually assaulted and they, they cannot handle being around men. So it's like, I know that they need to know if, you are a biological man as well. So it's really just to keep everyone safe and comfortable and to keep the trans women safe in the community as well. So in the profile, you, uh, as members, you get to see other profiles and then like, you know, depending on the person's profile, you could be like, yay or nay. I noticed like, if somebody says I have like, you put in your dogs and cats and if somebody's not an animal person, they'd be like, I don't want to maybe stay at that house. Maybe I'll go over here. So everybody can see everybody's profile and what their story is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I ask if you have any, if you have any animals, whether in your home or a lot, sometimes people travel with animals as well. Like I'm really allergic to cats. So like if someone has a cat in their house, I'm, I'm not going to go stay with them type mm -hmm. of thing. So yeah. Very cool. So what's the cost? So there's a few costs. There's a few different levels of the membership right now. Eventually I'll do like a monthly or yearly subscription, but right now we're really just trying to get the community built and established. So right now we have a free host only membership. So if you're only wanting to be a host, it's free. Um, and then we have a, um, a founders membership. So the founders membership is a lifetime membership that you'll have this forever. And it's $449 for, for a lifetime, for a lifetime membership. Okay. And last night I just announced that I'm also doing a hosting founder membership. So like if you 
are someone who would like to host, but then who would also like to travel as well. I'm actually cutting the founders membership in half. So you can actually get a founders membership for 224. And that's for a lifetime membership type of thing. Okay. Um, yeah. So those, those are what I'm offering right now. You can also get like a monthly membership. The monthly membership is going to be 129 a month. And so um, that's where we're, that's our pricing choices at the, at the moment. Okay. And um, so let's talk about maybe like, is there a rating scale or do, do hosts get rated? And I mean, is there like a social credit system here? Um, can people yes. read other people's, how many stars they got or what their rating score was? And can you get, how do you get banned? What would put you in that category? Yeah, absolutely. I have built out a rating system inside of the inside of the Her House app. And the rating system is actually how we award host reward points. So whenever you stay with a host, um, you can go and rate and review them. So you give them stars and you let us know how long you stayed with them. Um, if uh, anybody else stayed with you, like if you and your partner stayed or like as uh yeah, so there's just like a little form that you can fill out, like, just let us know about your experience, like send us a picture, like, um, let us know how it went. Um, if there is any kind of issues with, um, you know, the host or the guest, like we need to know about that. That's why this rating and review system is really, really important. And so, yeah. So what happens if there is an issue with the host or the guest? Um, if there is some kind of issue, then we would um, have to look at um, disabling their account and deleting okay. them off of the platform. So, I mean, if, if the cops are called or something, if that that's where you're, you're out of it, you're just offering a service and then it's on that individual to deal with their own liabilities. Right, exactly. And um, we're act it's actually outlined in our terms and policies that um, we're not, we're, we can't guarantee safety. You know, all I can do is help connect these women and give them uh, a safe place to stay. And I can do everything in my power to, you know, give, um, you know, get the background checks sorted and do everything in my power to keep these women safe. But ultimately at the end of the day, I can't, I can't control what happens for mm -hmm. people. So um, yeah, if anything were to happen with a host or guest, we need to know about it so that we can stop women from staying with them right. or stop women from going and staying with other people. Right. So they yeah. get banned from the app and the service and so on. Yeah. So I noticed one cool feature on your app is that you do get to upload pictures of your house and maybe the neighborhood. So people have an idea ahead of time what they're going to be stepping into. Yeah. Yeah. You can upload like um, the room that they'll be staying in. Like I have a picture of my home uh, on my profile so you can check like, see, like, oh, like, I have a nice house. Like, you'll be staying in a, in a nice neighborhood or whatever like that. Um, another cool thing is um, it's an Instagram-style app. So the homepage, um, you can actually post pictures of your travels and whatever's going on with you. So you can, like, also share that with the community. So that's kind of fun as well. Very cool. Very cool. So let's talk about why somebody would choose her house over, you mentioned a hostel, you talked a little bit about that and those costs add up, but why would somebody choose her house versus maybe a hotel, an Airbnb or a hostel? Well, the cool thing about staying with a local is like I said, you'll get a really cool local experience and you'll make a new friend. 
you'll make friends from all over the world. You know, when you have a free, essentially, when you have a free place to stay, it gives you a reason to go. It gives you a reason to go travel. Like, you're like, oh man, I would really like to go to Seattle. And so like you get on her house app and like you search Seattle and like you check out all these cool chicks and like, hey, like, can I come and stay with you? Like, I'm just going to be there for a couple nights, couple nights. And, um, you know, it gives you a reason to go, you know, right. you remove um, that barrier. If, if there's a cost that's holding you back and also absolutely, you know, sometimes you don't want to travel alone. You want to have somebody like a local that, you know, in that area. So definitely that would be a, a definite plus hundred percent. Like when I first went to Australia, um, I had a friend, I had a friend, uh, outside of Melbourne and, I was just like, Hey, Sally, like, I'm thinking about coming to Australia. Like, could I come and stay with you for like a few days when I get into the country? Because I I had never, never traveled like this before. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I'm not to say that like all the, her house hosts would be open to coming and picking you up from the airport. Maybe they will just maybe ask them. They might be open to doing that for you. Like Sally did for me because it was such a nerve wracking experience flying to the other side of the world, but knowing that I had a friend there to come and get me, mm-hmm. knowing that I had a f- safe place to stay that night, mm-hmm. it, it just made a, a world of difference for me. And, you know, hostels aren't for everybody, you know, True. hostels are really for honestly, for like people in their twenties who are backpacking, mm-hmm. you know, and whenever we saw like an, an older older, <laughs> like not in their twenties woman, um, at the hostel there, we're all kind of like, what is she doing? <laughs> what is Saving she money. Doing <laughs> yeah. Like, like you don't really like fit in sometimes. And so, and I know that there's, there's so many different age groups of people, of women who can use the app, of course, like women who are just out of college or wanting to take a gap year, this would be an amazing app for you um, to go and travel the world and meet locals and have amazing experiences. But I know that there's also another um, age group, like 50s, 60s, maybe in their 70s, who are maybe widowed or they're empty nesters or, you know, like, and they're wanting to travel. Mm -hmm. So them going out and having a place to stay and having a friend is also really helpful for them as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going to save them a ton of money like compared to staying at an Airbnb or, or hotels. Like the, um, the founder's membership is a lifetime membership, you know, $449. you will spend that in a couple of nights at an Airbnb mm-hmm. or a hotel. For you sure, know, sure. so it's like, I, I definitely 100% believe that this is going to help women save money as well when they travel. Yeah. And, and I love the, the connection component of your app because so much of us, we feel like we don't maybe don't belong or have a community and, you know, with the internet and the social media, it's like the, it's like anti-social media, but your app actually at the heart of it is to connect us. And I think that's really a valuable and needed uh, service. Thank you. Yeah, that's really what what I'm what I'm uh, really set out to do is connect these women so that they have safe places to stay. They have friend like they have a friend that they can connect with. Um, you know, I just think it's a really really valuable thing that I would have really appreciated when I was traveling. Um, whenever I get down or whenever I get frustrated with the tech or I'm like I don't know what I'm doing and this is really frustrating. I'm just like would I have would I have used this when I was in Australia? 
Mm -hmm. And 100% of the time, the answer is always yes. Mm -hmm. I would have used this. I would have paid for it. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of like cling to that. And I remember all of the people who, who came out of the woodwork to, to support me in my solo journey. And I talk about it in Sherbert Skies a lot. Uh, my, my solo traveling memoir, how so many people opened up their homes to me. Like as a solo woman traveler, I got so much support from, from locals who wanted mm -hmm. to help me. Mm -hmm. And I just cling to the knowing that there are good people in the world yes, yes. and that we want to help each other mm -hmm. and that and I just like cling to that. And I remember that. And that's really what I'm like building my business on is like the goodness of people. Oh, that's so good. Now, as far as ages, you have to be 18, I presume. Yes. You have to be at least 18. Okay. And mm -hmm. the beautiful thing is it is for all ages. And, you know, as we are in different life arenas, you know, for different reasons, when we're traveling throughout time, um, for example, in your twenties, maybe you don't have a lot of money. You don't have a lot of connections. Um, or maybe you're a widowed woman and you want to travel, but you also maybe your friends are dying and, you know, you want to make new connections and you want to travel. So it really runs the gamut on the age range, doesn't it? hundred percent. Really. I think of the women who use it are really kind of like in, um, kind of maybe a transition period of their life, you know, like in their twenties, you know, they're kind of like figuring out who they are and what they want to do with their life. And then maybe in the older age range, you know, where they're all, they're going into this new season of their life too, where maybe their kids aren't around anymore and they're on their own more. Um, and then I had a friend of mine say that, you know, there are some women who have kids who would still love to, you know, take a solo trip and do stuff like that too. I'm like, oh, I didn't even realize because I, I figured women with children wouldn't use this, but perhaps they would. So it's really across the board for women of, of all ages can, can use it. So most yeah. definitely. So I noticed on your website that you have a partnership with Exodus road. Can you tell us a little bit about who they are, what they do? And I noticed you said a portion of your subscription goes to them. Would you mind sharing like how, what percentage or how much goes? Yeah, absolutely. So the, the Exodus Road is by far my absolute favorite nonprofit. Um, they're based in Colorado Springs, Colorado, and they're uh, formed by a couple of my really close friends. They're, they actually were my youth group pastors <laughs> growing up in the mountains of Colorado, but they've built this amazing, huge um, nonprofit that finds and frees victims of human trafficking. So they, they work with um, local like police authorities in Latin America and Southeast Asia. And they're, they're all over, they're doing a lot of stuff, but they work with the local authorities to perform um, uh, investigations and sting operations to uh, find the victims and then also to arrest, um, you know, human traffickers. So, um, yep. So I really love their mission. I personally donate to them every month. And so I really wanted to um, use my business to help um, fund their efforts because what they're doing in the world is really, really important. I really believe in what they're doing. So um, as of right now, we're doing, uh, I think just one or 2%, uh, at least until we start making some more money. And, mm -hmm. um, and then we'll be able to, um, I, I want to be their top donor someday. And I think oh, that um, her house can help, help do that. So fantastic. Yeah. What a great partnership. Um, so you wrote a book called Sherbert Skies. You had mentioned a little bit about that. So can you tell us a little bit about the impetus of writing this book and what it's about? 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Sherbert Skies has also been in the works for a few years now. Mm -hmm. Um, it is my solo traveling memoir. So while I was in Australia, I actually ended up living on sailing yachts for a while. Um, so sorry, my dog is, I can hear him. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so I lived and worked on sailing yachts. So I called it extreme hitchhiking. Like I would mm-hmm. live on one yacht for like a few weeks, couple weeks, and then I would go to another yacht and live on their yacht for another week. And so it was crazy what I did. Um, it was not safe. <laughs> and, but why I do you, wait, about, why do you say it was not safe? Well, because, um, I got into situations where I probably, you're lucky is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, I'm lucky. Like things could have gone the wrong way yeah. Yeah. <laughs> while, while I was out there. But um, I think a lot of women can relate to that, you know, being in those like shady situations where you look back and you're like, Oof, I was lucky. I know. And I really just, um, I leaned on a lot of my spirituality. It's a very spiritual book. So I talk about God. I talk about my relationship with God a lot inside of the book because when you're solo traveling, you're so alone, like you're so by yourself. And so for me, it was such a spiritually strengthening uh, season of my life because I really just leaned on God the the entire time because I didn't know what was going to happen. I felt very unsafe in certain situations. And I was just like, God, please help me. Like, I don't have anybody else to go to. Like, and it was amazing, like certain periods of the book where people came, like came literally out of nowhere to help me. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was such a cool experience and, um, it's been years in the making. So I'm, I'm excited to finally bring it into the hands of, of my readers. So, yeah. So you've had a big month because your book came out and her house came out within the same month, correct? I did. It was not <laughs> intentionally. It was not intentional. These are years in the making for sure. Yes. Years in the making. Both of them are years in the making. And, um, sorry, come here. She's whining. What kind of dog? Um, yeah, let me let her out. Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, both of them were years in the making. Um, I've been working on the memoir and I've been talking about the app for a long time. And um, I just happened to finish the book this year. I just Very happened cool. to finish it. Like I was just kind of like chipping away at it yeah. for the past few years. And I just, oh, yeah. it's done love my book's done. Like, oh, I should get this published. So I like found a publisher and she helped me do everything. So grateful for my publishing team. Um, and then I happened to come across that app coach this year too. So it's just like, it was just amazing. And then both of them were launched in October, which Mm -hmm. I didn't really mean to happen. I, I meant to launch her house, um, like in August, that's Mm -hmm. when I really wanted to launch it. But, um, I ran into like some legal, legal issues. You know, I had, I'm working with a legal team and they helped me like trademark everything. And we were looking at patenting it and we were looking at a lot of different things. So, um, the legal stuff, um, kept me from launching it earlier this year. And then also the tech stuff, because there was like a lot of the advanced tech portions of the Mm -hmm. app that I needed help with, or I needed, um, I just needed more time to create. So it was crazy that they both launched last month. Very cool. So what do you have on the horizon for her house? Maybe future goals or what, do we, what are some of the things you're looking at? 
oh my gosh, I have so many things that I would love to do with her house. Um, right now, we're really focused on getting the community established. That's the first thing that we're really focused on right now. But eventually, something I would love to do um, is do like a solo travel curated experience. So like whenever we have a really um, stable um, host host community of people in different mm -hmm. countries, something I would love to do is do like a solo travel experience that you could gift to like a new graduate. Say you have a new graduate who has been talking about like backpacking Europe forever and it freaks you out, like you're freaked out, right? And so what we could do is we could have hosts for her to stay with all throughout Europe or all throughout Australia. And we could kind of like take care of the logistics for her and know that um, the all of her hosts are gonna have um, uh, her emergency contacts. So the hosts are gonna be able to contact the parents or whoever for that. So um, that's something that I would love to do in the future. Um, I would also love to have retreats um, for the Her House community, both um, original retreats that like, I'll probably hire um, a retreat coordinator to help me sort that out. Mm -hmm. um, and, and also I would love to do like girls getaways, like, um, like a weekend in Napa or like a week skiing in the Alps, like something mm -hmm. that we could all get together for, um, something like that. Um, and I've also looked at doing like even philanthropic, um, type of, um, trips. Like I was thinking of going to like Thailand and, um, uh, volunteering with like the elephants in Thailand like I just have like this vision of like the girls like all getting together and doing like philanthropic work like in in the world so yeah. I just have a lot of ideas for the community and I think once it's established like sky's the limit yeah it's so cool and I think you know someone's going to steal your idea and do a his house where safety may not be as much a concern for men they would still like I think the you know a community and have obviously cheaper expenses when they travel as well. So you better watch out for people who, you know, cheater brands that try to steal your idea. Oh, I know. And I was actually thinking like that we could um, expand to have like a men's version or a men's portion of the app because I could duplicate it easily um, mm -hmm. using, using the technology that I have. I could duplicate it and um, make a his house for mm -hmm. men. And then I was also even thinking about doing it for like couples or for hmm. families, you know? So I think that there's oh, that's a lot. interesting. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure what that would look like mm -hmm. yet, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I have a very niche market right now. It's yeah. very, very niche, but I think that it could expand to a lot of people. Yeah. Well, I think you, you've got the perfect marketplace to start with because there's so many, you know, women that have that adventurous spirit, they have the travel bug, they have the money, they have the time and they're just, you know, waiting to get all the logistics to make it happen. And definitely her house can definitely help. 100%. And with the pandemic starting to die down, I'm hoping that more women can start traveling and start using the app more, especially going into 2022. I think that it's going to like, we're all like itching to get out there. We're all like, ah, like we need to go. And I have a lot of women already traveling. So um, I hope I have high hopes for next year that we'll be able to really, really expand the community and help a lot of women travel and have a lot of fun together. 
Very cool. So we're coming to the end of our session. Do you have anything else you would like to add that's pertinent to the topic of women travelers, solo women travelers, or her house or Sherbert Skies or anything you would like to end on? Yeah. Well, I think that like for the woman across the screen who dreams of solo travel, you just you just have to go do it. You have to go do it. Like if it's in your heart. And if it's like, cause I understand you, I understand like the gnawing and the need to go and to travel and to go experience. Like I understand it. I have felt it before. And it's like, if you don't, if you don't go do it and if you don't feed that wild, like woman inside of you, mm-hmm. um, she'll get really frustrated and she'll get angry and you'll regret it for the rest of your life. So it's like, if you have the opportunity, you just, you just got to go. You just got to mm-hmm. do it. Just got to go. Most for definitely. It. I always say if something keeps showing up in my mind, like I should do that. I should do that. Go and do it because there's something planted in there telling you to do it. So yeah, definitely. And this yeah. is, this is a great resource for any woman that just wants to, that community to get started and not be limited by, you know, maybe the, the funds that are holding her back. So, and the safety issue. hundred percent, hundred percent. Well, yeah. fantastic. And I wish you all the best in her house. I'm, uh, I'm logged on and I haven't taken advantage of anything yet, but I have looked at it and I'm on your Facebook group. So I will be following it. And, uh, hopefully one day I will pop up in somebody's, uh, host house somewhere in the U S or maybe internationally. That would be awesome. Yeah. If you have more, uh, if you want to learn more about her house, just go to herhouseapp.com. It's herhouseapp.com and you can read all about it. And then there's a button to download it right at the bottom. So that's where you need to go. If you want to, if you want to get the app. Very cool. Very cool. Well, if you guys like this video, please give it a thumbs up and don't forget to share and subscribe and hit the bell to be alerted to when the next video drops. Thanks Tess for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks Lisa. It was awesome.